See what I did there with tribalism? I made it like a, a tribal thing. It's got a little bit of a Thanksgiving feel to it. Welcome aboard, everybody. It's a brand new episode of The Loftus Party. If you're new, which I really hope you are, welcome aboard. Um... Leave a leave a uh, like a little review on the on the old iTunes. Do, leave some stars. Leave and but welcome. Here's what we do: we talk about politics, we talk about pop culture. Occasionally, we'll have interviews with the best and brightest. We got some. We got some people coming up next week. We got some people. They're they're vying. They're vying for for one open spot. So I'm excited vying. about that. That's yeah. very exciting. Absolutely, it's very exciting. So. It happened to me once again. I, I really have to change up my routine on Sunday mornings because I just I get I get so it, it's it's frustrating. It's infuriating. I watch these Sunday shows to see what the morons are talking about, and and it's it's fun to watch them spin out of control. Just spin out of control. Every one of them, even even the. Uh, Chris Wallace on Fox. I don't know where to. Here's here's the, here's what everybody's warning about uh, now. Here's the here's the big the big red flashing warning warning danger tribalism tribalism. Be afraid. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for our democracy. So as soon as you hear somebody say it's dangerous for our democracy, you already go to some liberal think tank. Uh, came up with this, and here's my thoughts. Everybody's warning about oh tribalism. Uh, we're 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 more divided than ever. The 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 far right and the far left, and you're just uh, identifying with your tribe. Here's here's my uh, thought on it. The balance of power is shifting because mm-hmm. of uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Because the 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 uh, the regular news outlets have less power, now they have to, and, and people are, are having differences of opinions, they're, oh, they're warning us that this is bad. This is bad. All it is is, is they're just, they're, they're keenly aware that they're losing their ability to influence people and uh, indoctrinate people into way, their way of thinking. So now they're like, ooh, we got to watch out for tribalism. Tribalism's bad. It's called disagreeing. It's called disagreeing. And I've, I'm about fed up. I'm about fed up with it. I'm not worried about tribalism at all. At all. You know, I think in a lot of ways, the right and the left, I'm not the far left. They're a whack job. But we want the same stuff, right? We want people to... No, I think I think we want very different things. No, I mean, the same kind of outcomes. We want people to be successful. We want clean water. We want clean air. It's the methods by which we get those things where we mostly disagree. And I'm not talking about the far left, which is unfortunately where the mainstream media is being dragged. Um, but I also think the not so far left is beginning to realize by pandering to that 8% that identify as progressive, they're losing people. They, they've lost Dave Rubin. They've lost the Weinstein brothers. Now they've lost Megan Murphy. I, 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 but I, I don't think that's true. I, I, I disagree with the very, with the very foundation of, of, of your argument. They're, they're gaining people. They're, they're gaining people. They might lose, a Dave Rubin, 
But for every Dave Rubin that they lose, they're picking up 50, 60, 100 college kids. Yeah, but they so don't it vote really right doesn't now, matter. So that's good. College kids don't vote? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, they, they, yeah. The millennials didn't 18 show up. to 35 is pretty low. I just look at uh, I just look at elections and how you know Texas was close and Arizona, bye bye Arizona and you know bye bye Orange County California. Mm-hmm. It literally is like listen, I, I I come at it from this philosophy: the left is winning. They're 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 winning. It's just not, they're just not winning fast enough to for, for their own for what they want, and that's. And that's their great Achilles heel. That is the left's great Achilles heel. They are so impatient. They push it, they push it, they push it. And all they have to do is be a little bit more patient, and they're going to get everything. The The right will go the way of the dodo birds. You'll have a couple uh, morons sitting around a table, uh, and they'll, they'll blame it all on Trump. You'll have the, the Bill Crystals and the... The, the Tom Nichols of the world going, oh, it was Trump. It was Trump that that killed the Republican Party. But but really, uh, because of, and, and this, this goes back to the whole thing about, you know, tribalism and losing their grip on the media. They have, they're indoctrinating kids at, at an insane rate. And if, if, if the right doesn't do something, uh, it's, it's over. It's game, set, and match. Well, you know, then my question becomes is, is what have you purchased culturally for all that, right? You've got iGen, which is just getting into college now. Um, they have the highest rates of mental illness, depression, and anxiety that have ever existed. They're medicated to a larger extent. They're going in droves to hear people like Jordan Peterson go, you know, speak and say, take on responsibility. There's nothing more important than the individual. It's like almost instinctively, this generation knows they missed the boat on something and they're looking everywhere for it. Yes, yes. And and that's that's the one encouraging thing is that mm-hmm. pe- people all like the the promises are empty. It's mm-hmm. all you know. Government is your parents, and if the the government should take care of this, and the government should be deciding that, and this, that, and the other thing, and that ultimately you just know instinctively that it doesn't work. You just know instinctively that it doesn't work. So yeah, I I, I feel I'm happy for these kids who are you know, waking up and going to check out uh, Jordan Peterson on all that stuff uh, because that it is great. And I think that that is truly our only, it's been our, it's been our hope since day one. This goes back to like Mm -hmm. the the Thanksgiving. It's, it's the individual. I wanted to do a big, I wanted to do a big video uh, about Thanksgiving and, and, and what it means as a holiday and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, the actual history. Well, there was just too many videos out there, but right. yeah, the actual the actual history. If you just go with the pilgrims, I don't want to. I don't want. But it is this country is based on individual achievement. You you have to you have to make your choice to be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. We started as a a little commune, as a little socialist experiment, and it didn't work. And after nope. a year. Uh, the pilgrims said, "Okay, we're not doing that anymore," and they went to individual stuff, and and we thrived. But there was there was a there is a video there. I'll probably do it next year. I'll probably do it next year. But too many. Wow, it's a it's a there's a lot of heartache in Thanksgiving. Who? 
That's a, no, that's, I just, I just that's, love that's all the how to talk to your terrible conservative uncle articles. No, no. You Those sit down, crazy too. you eat, you talk about memories, you look at family pictures. No. I, I, it, it, drove me, it drove me crazy, all these people like, what what not to do? Don't talk politics. Don't talk po-. Like, listen, it, it, you're, you're a, you got a family of morons. Just get through the meal, enjoy each other's company, uh, and you'll have a great time. The don't, yeah. Just, it almost seems popular. It almost seems popular now to brag about how dysfunctional your family is. I, I tell you what, I ruined Thanksgiving. I grabbed a turkey leg and said I voted for blah, 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 blah. <laughs> My, uh, it's just, I don't like it. I don't, it seems it, it, like prepackaged and, and horrible and ugh. It just seems stupid to me. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, stupid to me too. I'm even more direct than that, right? Um, I love my family. I love my extended family. I love my friends. We're not going to agree on everything. If we did, life would be really boring. But we don't need to magnify the things we disagree on. Let's enjoy the things that we have in common. That just yeah. seems like a good way to be a good person. Yeah, it's it's like seriously, if you can if you can't sit down and in, and enjoy each other's company for a couple of hours, you you got real problems. You got yeah. like legit big time problems. The problem if, is it, not your uncle who was a Trump voter. The problem is you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go get some therapy. Oh, here's the other one that got me mad. Just another couple, another Thanksgiving memory. Remember last week we're doing the cast and I'm and I'm complaining about uh, the we're talking about the preambles that everybody does when you look at a recipe. Oh yeah, God! And I like, and and you were like, food bloggers are the worst. And I'm like, oh they my are. gosh, they are. Da, 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 da. And I did this whole thing. Freaking uh, Chelsea Peretti, this girl I know from uh, World's Dumbest and, mm-hmm. and that show on True TV. Chelsea Peretti does a tweet that's like, "Hey, food bloggers, just get me to the recipe." Yeah, I know, does I it, saw does that. everyone start with an essay? And it got like a million retweets, and I'm like, that "I was did mine. that." <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, like when I went to bed that night, my my head hit the pillow and I was happy because I'm like, oh, I got it on tape. <laughs> I got it on tape, so it's not like I'm a liar. Oh my gosh! So here's the other one that everybody has uh, us worried about, and this will be this is great. This is like a, should be a comforting show uh, for people. Everybody's got their knickers in a twist over this whole uh, Khashoggi, Khashoggi. And how Trump isn't doing enough, and da da da, and uh, holy, what do you want him to do, you guys? What do you want him to do? You have to, you have to look at this big picture. And and I love how this is one of the things that I love about about President Trump is he just cuts right to it. He just cuts right to it. You know, gas prices are good; they are our ally, and uh, Iran is the enemy, and that is the deal. That is the deal. Is Saudi Arabia perfect? No. Did they have this dude whacked? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, probably. Now, here's the big problem. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, yeah, it, it just it's just a matter of, of the finesse. Like, like what I don't know what the media wants, what's, wants Trump to do. Like, sever all ties with Saudi Arabia, who's been making great strides in their civilization. Women are driving. Women r- are running newspapers. Uh it's, I don't know, what do you want Trump to do? What, want, what do you think they, they wanted him to do? to lie. 
And do what? And do the, the, the like thing the polite that life? every other president has done when it comes to our politics in the Middle East. Public outrage and behind-the-scenes business as usual. Trump's biggest mistake is that he was 100% transparent about the way Obama operated, the way George Bush operated, the way Bill Clinton, the way... I mean, this is what all of them have done. You look and you're like, okay, um, these people are the least worst, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's in our interest to have some influence in the region, so we're going to pick the least worst guy, right? Is it really going to be Erdogan in Turkey? Um no, it, it's certainly not going to be the mullahs in Iran. Um, Iraq is still a mess. Libya's gone for all intents and purposes. It is. We have an ally in Israel, so it's got to be somebody who's at least open to the idea of Israel existing, which Saudi Arabia's kind of moved in that direction against yep. Iran. Yep. But, I mean, this is not rocket science. Every president has done this. And there I love, I love how the, the media, interest. I love how the media like pretends not to get that. They, uh, this whole, this whole hand wringing and oh, this is the worst. This is the worst, and it's what I despise about them. It's worst what things, I despise about them. Worst things than that happen in the Middle East every single day. Yes, people are killed every single day over there for religious reasons, for theocratic reasons. For whatever reasons. And if this guy had not written for the Washington Post, you never would have heard a thing about him. No, and, and I don't see what they I don't see what the media gains by this. Like what is what is what is the gain? What what oh he's not doing enough. He's this, he's that, he's in their pocket. Da, da, da. Like I don't like He sanctioned uh, seventeen people in connection with this person's death, right? Like, individual sanctions. Like, you can't come to the U.S. People can't trade with you from the U.S. 17 people that were involved in this. He's wagged his finger at the, at the you know, government of Saudi Arabia. There, I guarantee there have been <laughs> behind-the-scenes conversations. And I think Mike Pompeo and Lindsey Graham said it best. This is part of being in the world. We understand for eight years prior, we'd kind of ret retreated from the world stage, right? Obama didn't think America had a lot to offer other regions of the world. Well, we take a different perspective than that. We're not into regime change and overturning governments, but we certainly want to have some kind of sphere of influence in the Middle East, and this is part of it. And that's what drives me crazy is that the is that the, the media pretends not to get that. They pretend it's it's just it's it's the hand wringing and oh let's talk about this for a long time and drill down. Meanwhile, uh, what's that? What's that girl's name? Is it like is her name like Asia, Asia. Bibi or something? Mm -hmm. Holy smoke! Holy smoke! Why have we not smoke. given her asylum? I, I I asylum right now. Let's send in yesterday. Let's send in the Marines. Family. Yep, she They're gets out. They're them house to house. If you don't know what's going on, you guys, uh, there's this woman named, I believe it's Asia Bibi, and uh, she said something bad about Islam, or or she's pro-Christian. She's, she's an open Christian, which yeah, is considered she has a, she has a, blasphemy. She has a different set of 
religious beliefs. It's like the entire country of Pakistan wants her dead. Yes. They want her to and not they want her to be beheaded. She already got found guilty. She was in a cell for like years, mm-hmm. for years, waiting to have her head chopped off by the government. But did you finally, hear? Did you hear? Finally, they came to their senses, and they're like, "You know what? We're going to commute her sentence. We're going to let her go." And like all of Pakistan lost their collective minds. Oh yeah, and riots! They want her dead. They want her dead. Did and, you hear the UK's response? No. What? What was their? What was their big response? And then we're going to make fun of those. They won't offer her asylum because it'll cause internal unrest. Well, that's it. it will cause internal uh, unrest. How sad is it that the UK is no longer the UK and can't give a Christian asylum? It's, uh, hooey, there's another one, just look down, oh my gosh, well I wanted to get to this anyway, but yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about the UK. So anyway, uh, Khashoggi's dead, and you, you can, he was an opinion guy for the, for the post, he did hang out with, uh, Bin Laden. He was part of a really unsavory crew that did some really unsavory things. And uh, you know what? Uh, Listen, nobody wants to go out like that. It's it's like a nightmare. It's like a it's like a bad movie. However, uh, I'm not losing a lot of sleep over it. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So now we'll we'll move on to, to the UK and not giving not giving this woman asylum. Uh, America should. We we totally should. Uh, we should Somebody be helping just out. Needs to get the presidents here, and I'm sure he would. I mean, he already cut off funding to Pakistan. Y- yeah, <laughs> which I, I think that's that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish. I want to rail on uh, England now because you don't want to go down the path of those idiots uh, are no. going down. And then here's here's the thing that I I, I find just this is. Why I despise a uh, big government. This is why I despise government making these big, grand decisions. Uh, and it's also why I, I really don't like the left. Uh, you've got who's that? Who's that lantern jawed uh, John Kerry guy? You got John Kerry, Lurch, and uh, yeah, Lurch. <laughs> He's worthless. He's a worthless tool, right. and he does. He looks like Lurch. Uh, and and you've got uh, and and is his wife alive? Like I guess he married the the, the ketchup lady who's the Heinz, worth billions Heinz of Harris, dollars. Yes. But I, has she been seen publicly, or is she is she like on a desert island with John Kennedy? So anyway, I don't know. You've got you've got John Kerry, and you've got Hillary Clinton talking about ooh look at look at what's happened to Europe. Look at what's happened to Europe. Boy, they've got an immigration problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no doubt. You talked him into it. Not only you did you bummed. talk him into it, you bombed the crap out of Libya and made and, half of it happen. And then Hillary Clinton goes so far. And this was just, this to me was just profoundly sweet, outrageous. Sweet Profound, prophetic so justice. She's, she's like, well, the rise of the rise of populism and, uh, and people like Trump is because of uh, immigration. So like literally, literally refugee admissions. Yes. She's blaming immigrants for Trump. I know. And for policies that she pushed. She pushed and and her only thing is uh she wished she hadn't have done it so fast. They they came in too fast. She's 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 totally it's fine you with it. Like crap out of Libya. And you let she's, Syria burn. It's <laughs> it's, it's just... like the biggest 
moronic uh, thing ever. But it, now she can't run for president now. I saw your video on Friday and have after going to Europe and saying that she can't she can't run for president on the left. My god, she sounded like a Republican. Uh, oh my her her only thing is in uh, in what I what I gleaned from it is like they did it too fast. It's like she's she's okay with a number of immigrants, but but like it, she, she, the slow and steady wins the race because when you do it too fast like that, it's like we were tricking you, we were trying to trick you, and you saw the trick, and then you got mad, and now there's you know nationalists that are popping up. So we should have gone slower. We should have tricked you slower. Our bad. You caught us. That's how it feels to me. Well, they're yeah. systematically ruining these countries. I saw a video on YouTube. And I didn't want to talk about it last week because I didn't have the facts to back it up. But this week, I still don't have the facts, and I don't care. This dude in, <laughs> this dude in, in Ireland is, is talking to – I'll have to go back through my notes. He's talking to some, like, city council or something, and, and, and they're talking about uh, – they're going to have a, a million uh, new Irish citizens by 2020, and none of them will be of Irish descent. So well, somewhere, I guess, they, I guess what, they better get to Ireland before that happens. But it 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 must be the European Union who's it's making who's, who's making these grand pronouncements for and Ireland. Uh, I, it's it's kind of awesome, but they they've been very accepting of refugees, very accepting, and and you have it, it's kind of wonderful uh, in a way. But like you can't just plop a million people in there and expect That's that a little island. It, yeah, and. <laughs> And that's and that is the problem. That's why the people want out. That's why the people of England had enough. I looked this up. Do you know they voted for Brexit in like June of 2016? Uh huh. Before and they our just, election, yes. But they just been doing nothing. Well, just nothing. Theresa May and, has been negotiating, and it sounds like she got a deal that sounds nothing like Brexit. But yeah, I don't I don't know enough details on it, but but and this is just me just like Joe Sixpack uh, as the yeah. casual observer, but like what deal do you need to make? What deal? Like like seriously, if if you're an if, if you're an English farmer, I bet you yeah, you probably sell some stuff to Germany and France and the surrounding uh, you know the the countryside, but isn't the isn't like America and and like uh China Aren't those the, the the big supermarkets of the world? Isn't that where you want to really sell stuff? Maybe I'm horribly naive, but like, what's to negotiate? You, you show up to the European Union meeting on Friday and you go, hello, we had a vote in England and we're out of this. It's all bullcrap. Bye-bye. And you leave. And then they go, well, we, we, we will not negotiate with you. We will not buy your stuff. All right, I'll see you in a year. And then you just you start over. Like this whole, this is the best deal we can get, and we shan't get oh. a better deal than this. I mean, Such just dick. nothing has turned out the way they said, oh, as soon as Brexit is voted for, we're going to have a financial collapse. Didn't happen. Um, you know, it's just, I read something very interesting. I don't know if I sent it to you, but somebody did an analysis and looked at all of the leaders of Europe, May, Merkel, Macron, most notably. You know what none of them have? Balls. Children. Really? They are all childless. So is the head of the EU. What vested interest do they have in the future? Wow. 
That's Isn't a that crazy? really great point. That's insane. Yeah. Wait a minute. Macron doesn't have kids. Let me. I will. Nope. He married his school teacher. She was probably yeah. in menopause by the time they got together. Menopause. She was probably in menopause. Her eggs all thing. dried up and dropped out of a body like raisins, Mike. Mike <laughs> Emmanuel <laughs> Macron has no children. Angela Merkel has no children. British Prime oh. Minister Theresa May has no children. Italian Prime Minister Paolo Gentiloni has no yeah, children. Yeah, we don't. We don't care how we pronounce that guy's name. He doesn't listen to the show. Collins, we lost. We lost the whole gentleman. Minister Mark Root, Sweden Stefan Löfven, Luxembourg Xavier Battelle, Xavier Battelle, excuse me, and Scotland's first minister Nicola Sturgeon all have no children. Wow. The list have, goes on. They have no interest. Latvia's childless president is Raimond Vejoni. Lithuania's childish president is Dahlia. I'm not even going to try. Okay, you made the you made the point. You but made I mean, the point. What vested interest do you have looking 50 years down the road? We can spend all our money today on stupid climate policy. We can let all these migrants in because we're going to die, and we have no vested interest. Yeah, we're. I am the smartest man in the room. Listen to me. Listen to me. We can pay some more for gasoline. We can have some more oh, uh, migrants. We can raise. I love it. They're I love rioting. it. I love it. Once upon a time, uh, Thomas Jefferson was like, every once in a while, the Tree of Liberty's got to be uh, watered with some blood of patriots and, and make a big stink there, Frenchies. Make a big stink. It's these... It's. I would be so frustrated if I was in Europe, because if I'm English, right after Brexit in the summer of 2016, I'm like, oh, we got out of that one fast. You know, like when they voted, we're out. It was not going well. There is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Let's get off this train to nowhere, and they won't let you off. They won't let you off. They keep dragging their feet. Well, your government won't get you off. And 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 yeah, whoa. And you look at well, you oh look my at God, France, I'm so you look sorry. At, no, you're not. And I let it go. <laughs> I took the high road. When you go low, I go high. When when you look at Germany and you look at France, it's like it ain't good. It ain't good. And and when you have politicians that do not listen to the will of the people, when the politicians tell you as a people, you are wrong. You're wrong. And they We're go another go. way. Mm-hmm. Boy, mm-hmm. We know better. We still the, have that, much work to do. That's the end of civilization. Mm-hmm. That is the end of civilization. Well, it's the and, end of national sovereignty and borders and things that we need as a world. I t- it's, if, you, if you look at, you could make this argument, and I've been, I actually have this noodle down in my notebook. I was thinking about doing a video on that, too. But it's like, listen, uh, that was the problem with Rome. You had the senators in Rome not doing the will of the people, and they were only interested in doing what was good for themselves and their political careers, and just keep the people happy. You know, we'll give them some some circuses, we'll give them some bread, we'll give them some wine. Keep them, yeah, it, that, that'll be fine. And it's that it, seriously, and and it happened. It happens in every great society. You could like you could make the argument uh, for the French Revolution. You know, it's like they're they're not doing the will of the people. They don't want to do what the people want. Uh, every so, uh, England 
Europe, you better you better get it together and stop this we know better malarkey. You don't, and that's why nationalism is getting uh, popular, and that's why populism is is becoming uh, popular well, because but, it's mean, like the majority of people and- we we know we're being led down a road. We need we know we're being sold a bill of goods. It's amazing. What, what, you know what what happened to all the refugee talk? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, if we don't take millions of refugees. It's it's the end of uh, of everything. And we said no, we're not taking them. And look, everything's fine. Well, and not only that, Europe has backed down ninety percent on what they're admitting. Because because you got a, a bad idea. It is a bad idea. It is a bad idea. And and eventually you have to. And I, I know there's other podcasts where we talked about this, but you have to slow down the rate, and you you have to wait a few years. Uh, for for any immigrants, even if an even if an immigrant wants to dive headfirst into your culture, mm-hmm. you're still gonna it's still gonna take like a generation. It's still gonna take like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years before the, their offspring are like they consider themselves. Oh, I'm you know I'm from this country where I was raised. But what you can't happened? just have a if you if you have, like if you look at Southern California, and, and this is what I'm all for the border wall. I am. All for the border wall. You know that, and mm-hmm. and I, I will say it again and again and again. You have a constant stream of uh, Latin America, Ecuador, Guatemala, Mexico, all of it. You have a constant stream of that. It never stops. So you have giant sections of Los Angeles and San Diego that are just, you might as well be in Central or South America. You might as well be there. When you are overwhelmed like that, what happens is people come in, they end up dependent on the state. This is exactly what happened in Germany and France as well. Um, They don't have a chance to participate economically because there's too many of them to process. And you end up effectively with ghettos. Yes. I mean, the old and, the old thing with ghettos had nothing to do with being poor. It's where all the Italians lived when they moved to New York City. It's where all the Irish lived. We used to separate ourselves that way. We got away from that, and now it's back. Well, it's fine, but what happens is you would have these big waves. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have a huge wave of Irish or a mm-hmm. huge wave of Italians, and then it would stop. Or mm-hmm. slow down to almost a trickle, and then a generation later, you'd have uh, you know these people are coming up in society like oh, why gosh. why are why are we still living here why are we still living here let's go out to the suburbs and you know our, our business and then you become integrated mm-hmm. into the fabric and the melting pot of America and that's not happening no uh, and with, it's certainly not happening in Europe not even a little bit and this is where and you can look at the electoral maps and you can see how people vote. So you have these great concentrations of peoples in, you know, Los Angeles and, and, and San Francisco and New York. Mm-hmm. You, could you go? Cause that's where the other, the other folks are. And it's wild. You look wherever there are great concentrations of people who are, you know, they're using public transportation. They can go down to the welfare office. They can get this thing. Mm-hmm. And the government's going to help them out. It's a, just a breeding ground for liberals. They just – why wouldn't you vote for the, the people that have helped you out? <laughs> so right. it's like – it's and that is uh, is changing the balance of power in our country. And then that's that's one of the things. It's, it's like a three-pronged attack, and it's very disconcerting. 
and that's why I'm all for just build a wall. I'm 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 so I'm so I'm just beyond uh, hearing anybody go, oh, you know, we all agree the immigration system's broken. Build a wall, you morons. And I'm not even I'm not even joking anymore. I used to do it as a joke, like, oh, I want a big wall. I want a roller coaster. coaster yeah. I want a monorail. I I do that. <laughs> Seriously, you might as well make it a tourist attraction. Let's get everybody working on it. Shovel-ready job. Shovel-ready job. Make it epic. Make it so you can see it from space. There should be hotels. I'm not even kidding. There should be a railway station. I'm not even kidding. There should be a a lunar launch facility. (laughs) It should be giant. Giant. I want it to be. People will drive to it. You'll you'll want to see Mount Rushmore, and then you'll want to go see the wall. It it will. I I want it. I want it big. I want it big. I want it big. I know okay. what's that? What's that place on the East Coast when you're driving up and down the East Coast? It's in North Carolina, Pedro's or something. Mm-mm, I don't know it. Oh my God! It's like the biggest tour, tourist ripoff in the world, and I can remember driving from New York to Myrtle Beach when I was a kid for vacations and. Boy, we kids just wanted to stop there, and her dad would never let us. So one uh, time, I drove through drove through it as an adult, and I stopped, and he was totally right. It was just garbage. Well, <laughs> at least you got to see it for yourself. There yeah. was a uh, there was a comedian, uh, Louis Black. He's still alive. He's still around. But Louis Black, I had this uh, economist on the flip side on season one. Mm-hmm. Talking, it's the most I've ever learned about the the economy and sc- in schools uh, of of economists and you know yada yada. And there's it's the whole there's the you have the, the broken window people where like right. the government should run around breaking windows to prop up the window making industry yada yada. And there's a bunch of people who believe it and they're all morons and it's not based in reality and it's 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 terrifying. But Lewis Black, Lewis Black from the Daily Show uh, was a big. He had this big thing and had millions of views, and he was talking about how it's so easy. You go to the middle of nowhere, and you build a thing, and all the people who work on building the stupid thing are getting paid to build the stupid thing. Then people will want to see the big stupid thing, and everybody's like, oh, he's right. And it's like, I completely disagree. I could not disagree with him more. However... If you do agree with that, build the big stupid thing. Build it, it is for that school of economics. The wall is your savior. The wall is your golden calf. You should be worshiping at the feet of the idea of the wall. It's exactly what the whole broken window people. You want to put Americans to work? Okay, I got a project. You want to b- build more hotels? Ooh, it's going to be a tourist attraction. Ooh, and those people will need some place to live, and they'll p- they'll need some place to shop, and they'll need uh. So literally, you, you it's it's like the, the wall is the ultimate answer for what ails us as a society on both sides, on both sides, from the stupid broken window club uh, to the people who want to slow down illegal immigration. Well, I heard something yesterday, and then Mexico denied it. Supposedly, Trump had struck a deal where all those awaiting asylum would go right back to Mexico to wait. Well, and now I, Mexico's I hope he's saying right. no, we didn't agree to that. Well, that's because you know they they can't say that they can't admit to that that they agree with Trump on something and they they made a little deal. They can't do that because they'll get they'll get crucified in the media. 
Well, they actually have jobs for these people. They have like a hundred thousand trades jobs and and production jobs open in what do they call them? Mac, Mac, the manufacturing um, facilities just over the border. And they're like, we'll take these people and we'll put them to work right now. Money in their hands. Good. Stay there. Yup. <laughs> I am. I, I tell you what, it's, an, it's another thing that I used to do as a joke. I used to do it as a joke, and it's like it's. Uh, let's just take over Mexico. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Like, what is the downside? What is the downside? You've got a better choke point uh, down there at, at the southern border of Mexico. Surely we could manage that. It's like what four miles wide? I don't know. <laughs> It's, it, seriously, and like everybody just goes down one notch. If you were the president of Mexico, now you're the governor. If you were the governor of, of a certain place, well, now you're the mayor. If you were the mayor, you're the head of city council. If you're on city council, well, well you're still on city council. <laughs> but like legitimately, Mexico has it all. Mexico has it all. The only thing they don't have is enough guns, and we can hook them up. We can hook them up. Welcome to the United States of America, you guys it, you're lucky 51, everybody gets a gun, everybody gets a gun, and we're going to sort this out. It would be, it would be awesome. Well, I mean, I, or we could just say, no, Mexico, we're going to manage your southern border. <laughs> you do a oh. really crappy job, we're just taking over the border. <laughs> kind of like well, we do that, you know, monitoring the DMZ as... between North Korea and South Korea. We'll just take a little strip down here in the end and call it no man's land, and the U.S. is going to make sure nobody gets across it. Yeah, I'd rather have the real estate. I'd rather have... Um, no, seriously. No, no, no. And the thing is, North, North Korea and South Korea, they're not connected to us. That's way over there. No, we can't I really know, do anything. I don't. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you like a vacation property in in Baja? I already have one. <laughs> you better make sure it's still there. They seize those things all the time. Well, no, it's it's a timeshare in Cancun. <laughs> okay, okay, it's still well, there. I've, I've spent some time on the Baja Peninsula. Mm-hmm. We could have a really good time. We could have a very good time. I'm telling you, we should just take I've over heard Mexico. About it. We should take over Mexico. All right, I'm deeply offended as we as we make the turn here. I'm deeply offended that, that no one from this administration even reached out to me to be the comedian at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I, I'm really, I'm deeply hurt, and it's troubling. Do it. Who does? It's the White House Correspondents Association. They're the loons that invited Michelle Wolf last year. And they've actually decided, from what I understand, to cut Hollywood completely out. It's no longer going to be nerd prom. Our journalists don't get to mix with actors, actresses, and singers. They're going to have some kind of professional speech rather than a roast to the president. And the president's still not going. Well, he said he might go, and it's going to be an author. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what he's the author of. However, see, that once again, this is why, like, they're such morons. They're such morons. I just love what Trump can make them do. It's, it's wonderful, I mean, but, like, of course they've, they've overcorrected. They've over, overcorrected. It's, it's a bad decision, and I would have done wonderfully. I would have crushed it. I would have crushed it. I would have crushed it. Maybe next year. Maybe 
next year. I would have set that place on fire. I, I would have set just, that place on fire. It's just such a... It's, it's nothing more than a professional association event. Like if the American Medical Association gets together or the American Dental Association or the American Society of Stenographers. It's a bunch of White House correspondents getting together to celebrate their profession. And everybody yeah. for years and years and years and years and years has made way too big a deal about it. It's like the Rotary Club for people who report on the White House. Seriously. Right, but but like it's 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 gone adrift. You're supposed to make fun of these people. You're supposed to you're supposed to tease everybody. The right. the people for taking themselves too seriously or not taking themselves seriously enough. Uh you know, it's it's not the end all and be all of everything, but it's it was a good event. It was a good event. I and then they got they got full of themselves. Never watched it, could care less. However, speaking of full of themselves, that Brian Stelter's got some nerve, I tell you. Oh my gosh! Do you have you seen the Mark Dice? Uh, he's done it a couple times. No, uh, I'm Mark just Dice. talking about he's celebrating. Hillary. I'm trying to tell you oh. about something very funny, and you interrupted me. I'm sorry. You got to see. Go to Mark Dice's YouTube channel, and he goes over and he shows these these Brian Stetzer monologues, but he dubs them over. Well, somebody talking with a high voice like this. It is the funniest thing you will see today. <laughs> oh, God. It's a constant source of... They don't change a word. They don't change a word of, <laughs> of what he's actually saying. But like, this president is a threat to democracy. I can't... It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But what did, what did old Brian do now? What about potato-headed buffoon? Well, I mean, oh. of course Hillary is interviewed, and she says Fox News is nothing but propaganda. Da-da-da-da-da. And there's superb, Brian superb Stelter. Superb propaganda. Superb propaganda. And there's Stelter, who is constantly decrying, you know, Trump's attack on the press, and how dare he call us fake news, and how dare he say we don't do our jobs well. And then he sits there and celebrates Hillary Clinton saying the same thing about an outlet he doesn't like. And I think he doesn't like it because he's jealous they get way better ratings than he does. But still, I mean, that just blatant hypocrisy it's, makes exactly. me go, he's a He's an unprincipled buffoon. He's an completely. unprincipled buffoon who doesn't even believe in the crap he's selling. He is a snake oil salesman. He is a charlatan and a fraud. And and that he gets any kind of ratings, uh, he looks are like George just, Costanza. He, which is an insult to Costanza. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Yeah, I love watch, Seinfeld. You got to watch the, uh, the 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 Mark Dice uh, when he does. He does Brian Stetzer with a voice like this. It's oh hilarious. God. Do you ever it's watch hilarious. those bad lip reading videos? Do I ever? Oh my god! Do I ever? So funny, sweetheart. So I funny. download the songs. <laughs> I buy the songs. That's they awesome. have whoever does those things. They d- shaved my shaved my head with glue. Is one of their. It, they make up original songs that are actually quite catchy and good. They're hilarious. Oh my god! They're the hilarious. ones they have done of Hillary Clinton, trolling. Oh yeah, there, yeah. Bad lip reading is is one of the channels uh, that the the Loftus Party YouTube uh, follows. Yes, it's everyone great. Everyone should go watch bad lip reading. 
Oh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna well, it's probably too early to tweet it out, but uh, it's just it's just a good reminder that uh, John Stossel on Twitter the other day uh, has a, a great video compilation of of all the celebrities who were praising Venezuela, all the celebrities, you know the the the, the Michael Moores and the Sean Pens and everybody. Oh, that's great. Which well, that's that's gonna be my Michael Topia. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Michael Topia this week, but we're it's too soon. Okay. I, uh, you're do you're doing one this week. I am. I'm gonna do it. You brought it, you brought it too. up a couple weeks ago. I have one too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this uh this North Sentinel Island and the natives there. What? Did you? There's a guy uh, who he was like fashioned himself some Christian missionary, and there's like this this tribe. Uh, on the North Sentinel Island, and and they don't want people to visit them. They okay, are good for them. They are they're practically they're like living in the Stone Age. These mm-hmm. people, and so they killed this kid for and, coming to visit him. Yup, yup. And there's a your your girl uh, Selena Zito uh, did a did a she retweeted this guy's thread on it. And man, these this tribe on the North Sentinel Island, uh, they welcomed a dude like in 1820 or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some some member of some English expedition, and the guy was kind of pervy and did some weird stuff. And these this tribe has made a decision: outside people, no good. And every time someone tries to go in and talk to them, they kill them. They kill them. And I'm like, leave the- these people alone. Leave them alone. And now you actually have like scientists and, and people in the medical community going, you have to leave them alone because we'll kill them all. We have oh. so many. We have so many diseases that they haven't been exposed to just by contacting them. Uh, it's like a death sentence. Well, and not so- just that, but what level of arrogance do you have to have to be the next guy and think they're going to think you're okay? Oh yeah, and I, I love <laughs> it. I love it, well, and I respect it. I else. love. I'll I don't try. know what. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want the name. I don't know the name of this tribe, but I love them and I respect them, and I want the killing to continue. Whenever anybody tries to contact them, kill them, kill them, <laughs> kill them. Remain. It's it's wonderful. I tell you what, the Native Americans were trying to do that. Now we've come full circle with Thanksgiving. But in my research, in my research of Thanksgiving, because I do want to do the the ultimate true story of Thanksgiving, the Native Americans like it's here. Here's the weird thing: like Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, and then you've got uh, 1620, uh, and oh, the Pilgrims arrived. So that's a pretty big stretch of time. It's a pretty big stretch of time. And here's what happened. Uh, people were still coming to America. Yeah. You, had, you had people who were coming, and they were they were they were trading and mm-hmm. uh, things with the natives. Um, but the, the natives the, were going to England because two of the Indians the Pilgrims encountered spoke English. They were so well. They were those guys were they were capturing people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And they were they would show them off. They were like oddities. Uh, Shakespeare wrote a joke about it. And put it in the Tempest, mm-hmm. uh, just how another Native American. But the Native Americans had a very strict "you don't get to live here" policy. Like if you started building a house, they would kill you, <laughs> and that kept them alive 
for a super long time. And then there, uh, then there was a shipwreck and some sailor who was really jacked up and had something. Uh, it just spread like wildfire and decimated the population. However, if you if you want to talk about <laughs> illegal immigration and building a wall, uh, the Native Americans were, had a pretty strict "you're not allowed to live here" policy, and th- th- I guarantee they wish they would have stuck with it. <laughs> I guarantee they wish they would have stuck with it. It's I, I don't I don't mean to sound trite about it, but it's it's horrible. And here's the other thing, and here's why I don't feel guilty about Thanksgiving at all. When everybody tries to go, oh, it's a racist holiday. It's a racist. It's about genocide and this and that. Listen, uh, folks. Uh, these people back in the f- 1560 and 1590, they didn't realize that they had germs. They didn't realize they were carrying infectious diseases. It's not like they said, hey, let's drop Pedro off there. He's coughing. He'll kill them all. No, it, it was like a horrible, horrible tragedy, but it was an honest mistake. Mm-hmm. So gobble, gobble, bitches. Uh, gobble, gobble. I want to talk about robots for a little bit. I know that was a, t- that was a, a big turn right there. There's a there's a show on uh, HBO tonight, I guess, uh, about killer robots, and that's it's like clickbait or, or whatever. Yeah, just a bad but idea. They're, they're coming. I didn't realize a robot killed a guy at, what? at the VW. Yeah, a robot killed a guy at the VW factory in uh, in Germany. I guess the robot malfunctioned, and its big giant arm uh, just pressed the guy up against the wall, crushed his little chest, and uh, you got boom. Dead German. Ugh. Dead German. However, uh, this it, this brings me to my next point, and and this is like autonomous cars and autonomous trucks. I want to know where you sit on this because I saw a little debate between Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. online where they were talking about this very thing, and I'm kind of going to side with Tucker Carlson that we have to manage this AI. We have to. It, it is a huge technological leap. It's a te- it's it's a revolution. I looked it up. If if you get autonomous cars and autonomous trucks, okayed, you're going to hurt a lot of people. Well, a lot of people. Um, there are 3.5 million truck drivers. There's 3.5 million truck drivers in America today. They desperately need about <clears throat> 50 to 60 thousand more. Mm-hmm. If if you flip a switch, if if you just flip a switch and go, hey fellas, robots are going to do that job. Wow, that is you're choosing to, you're choosing to crush millions of people. We we gotta we gotta tap the brakes on the AI and the robots. I, I saw the same debate, um, and it definitely made me think. And I'm not sure. Because I've heard other commentators who take a different position than Tucker and say, well, supposedly this was all going to happen during the Industrial Revolution, too, but people found new stuff to do. So I'm a little bit torn, shall we say. My bigger concern is this. It's if you look at the U.S. population, about 15% have an IQ of 85 and below. They can't even go into the military. And the military has studied this for a long time. Um, what level of intelligence do you need to be able to have to, to have a meaningful contribution to the U.S. military, right? Um, you have another group between 85 and 100 that may not be suited for the technological workforce of the future, how are we going to 
incorporate these people into society, make sure they have something meaningful to do, and not take on a bunch more low-skilled workers from Central America and, and, and places down south that will further impact these people. Well, I'll tell you right now, here's what happened during the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. You had people that could go into factories, mm-hmm. and you still had a pretty empty America. Right. That you needed to fill it up. You're like, oh, go to Oregon, uh, you know, or go to California, go here and there, and you still had to build stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you have an IQ of 10, you can grab a piece of lumber and put it in a pile. Right. So it is It is a different formula now. America's full. We've, we, we've filled it up from mm-hmm. sea to shining sea. So... I, I really would uh, be very – I'm not saying don't explore the technology. However, we we really need to think uh, long and hard before you want to put millions of people out of work. And you know what I would say? Uh, the <laughs> This is great. This is great. You know what the answer is? What? More expansion. More <laughs> expansion. Conquer Mexico. Let's, Conquer Mexico and no. let's go to Mars. Let's no. go to Mars, and then you got to fill up Mars. I, I solved the Mars problem, and I want to give a little. And, and this is perfect. I want to give a little wink to Elon Musk. I think he's smarter than everybody gives him credit for. You know what he finished the other day? What his tunnel? His tunnel? His okay. boring company? He's got like a he's got a giant drill. The like boring the, company that just kills me. Isn't that great? He. But his giant drill finished its task. It, it, oh, it went spectacularly well. It works great. And I think I figured out what that guy's doing. He wants to make sure that drill works. You can use it uh, in cities and make subways and all of that stuff. You know where else you can use it? You can use that son of a gun on Mars. You can use it on Mars. Do we really because know what's going to happen if you drill there? I think it's going to be about the same. I you know, don't know. It, it's. It's a listen. You don't want to build stuff on the outside. If you build, if you build giant structures on the surface of Mars, then the the you've got no atmosphere to slow down meteors and asteroids. Bing, bang, boom. You got dead people everywhere. Dead Martian colonists. Dig, dig underground. Don't live on Mars. Live in Mars, baby. And I think that's what Musk is doing. If I was him, that's what I would do. I would shoot a couple of those flipping things. Uh, some of those drills. And what what uh, happens if you start to drill a hole and the whole thing just combusts? Why would it blow up? I don't know because we just don't know. Oh. Nobody's tried it before. It's the beginning of my screenplay. The guy, there's like a small maintenance crew that has to go make sure the drill's okay, and then they hit a pocket and they look under there and they see the remnants of an old civilization that was undone by their own hubris. They had invented killing machines. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! But it's fantastic. Uh, oh, oh, and speaking of movies, this is a, oh my gosh! I'm like I'm, I'm 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 dishing up beautiful segues to myself. The Lion King. They're remaking the Lion King. They already the, did. Yeah, I guess it took them like 22 months to to work on it. However, this bummed me out so bad. I watched the clip. It's amazing. It looks gorgeous. I'm mm-hmm. going to see it. I want to see it on the big screen. And you got James Earl Jones, you know, his voice starts and it's it's all wonderful. But they and then they've got Donald Glover as the kid lion, uh the Lion King. Mm-hmm. And and then they've recast everybody. They've recast everybody. That's kind of weird. I, I, I don't. I don't care for that. 
I don't care for that at all. I mean, you can you can put in some new people. I guess you know Beyonce's in it, and I get it. You need to put up those names for brand recognition. And look at that. We're we got street cred, but they, they've got freaking Billy Eichner doing the Nathan Lane part. Remember? Uh, That's wrong. He, Pomona and Timba. Yeah. No wrong. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like I, I'm I'm outraged by that. Billy Eichner. The, the the dude from the game show where he run arounds man it run, runs around Manhattan and gives people a dollar, he's better than Nathan Lane. No, are you crazy? Is it I'm still offended. a musical? Do they still do all the songs? Hell yes, they're gonna do the songs. They're gonna Dang. do the songs and they're gonna re-record them with a brand new cast and they are no. gonna sell a boatload of records. They're gonna sell Not a boatload of records and then. You've got another one. I'd say that's the that's the cash machine that just keeps on putting out. Because then you've got the movie you can do. You can do the movie of the Broadway adaptation, the one where the people wear the suits. Eh. I don't know. I hear it's fantastic. I hear I've it's never, absolutely. Wonderful. I haven't seen the show, but the whole remake thing to me, you know, I sent you a link. The movie franchise everybody wants to see remade is Back to the Future, and I'm like, God no. God, no, God, no, God, no. What are you going to do next? Indiana Jones? Why wasn't the original Lion King animated film good enough? I don't know. Well, It's well, like people the have just run the heck right out of ideas. Well, they haven't run out of ideas. They've, it's, it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. I had a meeting, and I think I've said this story before on the show. I would not go to see a remake of that any more than I went to see a remake of Ghostbusters. Right. That's where they failed. That's where they failed. Like, you have to really consider it. You go, okay, here, here is a built-in franchise. Here's a built-in franchise. We can sell toys. We can sell video games. It's oh. everything. They know the audience is there because they can calculate, oh, my gosh, the people who saw the original Ghostbusters now have kids of their own. They'll take their own kids. It's a sure thing. You have to go out of your way to mess it up, which no, is what they did with, with Ghostbusters. I didn't take my kids, and I wouldn't take – they've seen Back to the well, Future. You, well, I thought we were talking about Ghostbusters. Oh, no, 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 but, no, no, no. I'm yeah, just saying, with, like... With Back to the Future, it's it's all there. It's all there. All the money is on the table. However, you've got that X factor, which is people like you and me, who are like, no, that, that movie's perfect. You're not going to do better. You're, You're not, not going to do, do better. better. You're not going to fix Indiana Jones. You're not... No. No, no, no. Back away from the idea, and no one will get hurt. Exactly. You're going to have to look. And that's why people go, why is it everything a comic book movie? Why all the, I'll tell you why all the comic book movies, uh, because they haven't been done yet, and the audience is built right in, mm-hmm. uh, and, they, and they make money. Yep. I want to make fun of this guy. Oh, my gosh. Did he unfollow? Did he block me? Who? There, there is a, oh, he deleted his tweet. Oh, he deleted the tweet. Screenshots <laughs> are important. Oh, did I take one? I think I, I did. This guy is the biggest. You know, Twitter will like suggest like stuff for you to read. Yeah. You know, they show me the tweet of this moron. <laughs> I did. I took a picture of it. His name is Guy Woods. His name is Guy Woods, and his Twitter handle is at Coach Forward. <laughs> oh dear. So I'm scrolling through. He's a life coach. He's a life coach, Gypsy, and. He puts out this tweet. I swear to God, this is what it says. Help! Exclamation point. I can't choose my next pair of glasses. Which do you like best? Please let me know. 
and then he's got like four different pairs of glasses. And I'm like, <laughs> I retweeted with a comment. I'm like, you're a life coach. You're a life coach, and you can't pick out a pair of glasses. You're a fraud. Get a life. Good lord. And then I look, I look at his other tweets, and he's got one where he's like talking about how to resist the power and resist and fight back. And I'm like, you're a life coach. You can't pick out a pair of glasses. What are you talking? What are you talking about? I did, I, I did like three in a row. Three in a row. <laughs> he deleted all of them. Oh he dear. All. Oh dear. Life coaches. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad I remembered to make fun of that guy. <sighs> All right. I'll do a quick Michaeltopia, and then we're going we're gonna to get out of here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get back. I have one, too. Yes. Okay. My Michael, in Michael, here's what we haven't done in a while. I'll do the preamble. Uh, in the real world, there's a lot of crazy laws, and they don't make sense, and things don't always go well. But in Michaeltopia, everything is smooth sailing like you just got waxed. So here's a Michaeltopia rule. In Michaeltopia, every high school graduate has to travel to a socialist country and live there for a year before they go to college. That way you get, you get something to compare and contrast. Okay. Yeah. Does that mean their parents have to go with them? No, no, no. You're on your own, kid. You're on your own. Uh, I'm not sure our 18-year-olds could handle that at this point, but... Well, I t- the f- the fear of that looming might change some of their decisions. Right. What's your Michaeltopia? In Michaeltopia, when people in your own country have experienced a tragedy of epic proportions, you're not allowed to raise money for illegal immigrants who want asylum. Hey, let's dig deep down on this one. What happened? How? Alyssa what? Alyssa Milano tweets out yesterday, like, I was so proud of her for turning on the Women's March. And she did one other thing where I'm like, she's finally starting to get it, maybe. Then yesterday I see a tweet where she's trying to raise $100,000 to help the migrants at the San Diego border. Yes. Like, are you kidding me? You live in L.A., You live in California. You have complete towns there that have been destroyed. People are homeless. And you're raising money for migrants at the border? No. They don't have anything. In Michaeltopia, that would not happen. Exactly. I agree with you. We care more about other Americans than we do people who haven't even gotten here yet. In Michaeltopia, we send a friendly representative to Alyssa's house. (laughs) And we say, hey, Alyssa, remember how... You thought for sure there was like no way you could be wrong about the women's march and and Linda Sarsour, and then and then remember how like you a were. couple days ago you you realized you you might have been wrong about that yeah. and you were really cool and you were cool and you're like hey maybe we shouldn't hey maybe that's happening now <laughs> maybe you could give that money to the people in Paradise there was a town in California called Paradise at one time it's gone. <laughs> yeah, so 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 maybe how you were wrong about that other thing, you, you're you're kind of wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that is that is the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Go to iTunes. Leave a little uh, remark. Give us some stars. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to theloftestparty.com. There's awesome articles up there. I'm crushing it. I am crushing it. I'm doing a 
doing a great job. And, uh, oh, the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is a constant source of delight. It's a constant source we of delight. We love the comments sections. We do. We really do. All right. I will see you guys next week with a brand new show, brand new guests. Oh, my God. It just gets better. For nothing. For free. Sign our. Sayonara.